Hello and welcome to the Swing Button Podcast. Today we have myself, James, and Wes. I think Mitch will be coming later. Are you guys here from Toby? He said he's going to start coming on the show again, but... He might be dead. I don't know. He doesn't reply to anything. Yeah. No. Probably, probably for the better. Um, yeah. But on today's show, we got quite a bit we're going to cover. I don't know if we'll get to it all or not, but NBA playoffs, uh, the conference finals are about to start. I'm really excited about that. That's usually when I start really paying attention. I know James is super excited about that. Uh, the NBA lottery is going on as we speak, as this is Tuesday, June 20th, um, June 21st, June 22nd. I'm off June 22nd. Uh, we got baseball in full swing. All-star breaks about to happen. There's a lot to talk about, guys. I'm really excited for it. Without any further ado, make sure you enjoy the show. Otherwise, uh, you make it turn it off. All right, so I will uh, just go ahead and hand it over to you two, the <laughs> NBA experts, as we like to say. However, I have been watching some games here and there, um, but haven't been able to follow it super closely. All I know is the Suns are up 1-0 on the Clips, and uh, Hawks, I hope they beat the – I don't know. I don't know if I'm pulling for Hawks or Bucks, but both of them I'm kind of excited about. Anyways, you guys go ahead. I'll, I'll shut up. Oh, really quick. I do want to say you guys did a great job last week um, on the show outside of all of your snide remarks and comments about me. Um, hey, the, rest, the rest of it was pretty good. <laughs> so nice work, fellas. All right, Wesley, you got it. Who's leading this? Oh, I got it. All right. <laughs> um, so we are in the midst of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, game two is just now starting between the uh, LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. So game one, uh, there was no Chris Paul, no Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard will probably be out the rest of the playoffs. So Chris Paul is back tonight, I believe. Have they announced, right? have they announced it, what it is exactly? They suspected it was a torn ACL by Kawhi Leonard, which would be like the 10th All-Star who has gone down uh, in the playoffs. So that's that's pretty big. Uh, and LeBron was quick to say, oh, I told y'all that we shouldn't be playing this Man, year. Man, I can't but, him anymore. You know, it's just ridiculous. But the, Oh, because of the extended playoffs? Because a short turnaround, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I honestly... I I think that has some validity to it. Um, their bodies just didn't get the time to recover like they usually do. And these guys play on a level we never will. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, don't claim to know, but they are pushing themselves, especially after having a short season last year. Their bodies just probably don't seem like they're used to it. I mean, maybe maybe if they would have had another shortened season, maybe. I don't know. And they did shorten season, so 72 from 82, but still... Um, you know, if it was a 60 game season, I don't know, but I know players wanted to get paid again. They wanted to get a chance to get paid. LeBron doesn't need that. So, I mean, now he's, but these other guys, they want to play so they can get paid. So that's the bottom line. But anyways, um, so yeah, so 10, 10 all-stars have gone down, but back to the finals, Western conference finals, uh, the Clippers are playing the Suns. Suns are up one Oh, after beating the Clippers. Uh, let's see. It was Saturday. Sunday, Sunday, and now the after the Hawks, after the Hawks took down the uh, like that song, James. After the song, after it was Hawks, a commercial, I promise. After the Hawks took down the Philadelphia 76ers the other night, I think we should talk about that game a little bit. Uh, the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals, playing against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, James, I know you have a lot to say, probably about the Atlanta Hawks game. Uh, what are some What's that, Jake? We had two series go seven games, correct? Yeah, yeah. Much um, big. 
Nets and and Bucks, and then Hawks and 76ers both went seven. Both so. of those were really – I watched a few games for both those series. They're both really entertaining. Game uh, seven for the Bucks nets was one of the most exciting games I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably top top three favorite game I've ever watched. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Durant was just incredible, and he showed that he's the best scorer in the NBA. <laughs> uh, debatable. All right. <laughs> um, can I, I'm going to recap a little bit of the last round just – we talked about we really didn't talk about the fact that the Clippers beat the number one seed Utah Jazz without their best player. Um, and they just had people sell out. I mean, Terrence Mann, who probably wasn't averaging what 12 points in the season, maybe not even not that even, much, not even, not even like and seven or eight, popped off for 39, uh, to give them the win in game six or five, whatever game it was. Seven. That was game seven. Were you at 39? Yeah, you the sure? Terrence, the Terrence Mann game. Yep, game seven. Oh, whatever. He, he carried them. I mean, you know, you said the same thing about Atlanta with Kevin Herter, but Terrence Mann is less of a, you know, expectation in their offense as Kevin Herter is, definitely with DeAndre Hunter out. But just to see Paul George play, you know, not pandemic P, as you would say, but he's actually playing to his ability, which we haven't seen in a while. I mean, I guess it took him just being the number one for him to really step up his game and show that he can carry a team. Pass that. Clippers win. Jazz are gone. Uh, you think Snyder will be on the hot seat soon? I know they're number one seed, but they, they keep losing in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I, I think he definitely could be. Um, the, the bright side is they made it to the second round and they nearly they nearly made it to the finals. So that's the good news. I, th- I do think that kind of switching, t- switching gears here, uh, Mike Budenholzer saved his job by winning that game seven because the way they were collapsing – I didn't think he had. They had a chance, and he didn't. I didn't think he had a chance of keeping his job. But they won, and they're in the finals, and he'll keep his job another year. I Let me tell you about Mike Boonhelzer. <laughs> we had the number one team in 2015, and we were we were good. I mean, we were very good. We had shooters, we had guards, we had uh, Paul Millsap, we had Al Horford, we had a squad, and we 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 made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we mm-hmm. got destroyed by the Cavaliers. What'd you um, expect? Uh, to win, duh. Well, they have LeBron still, so. <laughs> and how did LeBron the, do the this Hawks, year? The it's Hawks like were ten years the, later. <laughs> the, the Hawks were dubbed like the Spurs of the East because of their ball movement, yeah, and you know, but you know, LeBron's still there. So. But uh, I mean, you look at when Boonholzer was there; he he never got the first round except that one year, and he's not a playoff coach, which is funny because Nate McMillan is known as a horrible playoff coach, and. Yet for the Eastern Conference Finals. Moving on, I got to stop going back to the Hawks. I just love these guys. Um, like we talked about, the Bucks and Nets game was probably one of the all-time classics. Uh, and you just saw how exhausted everybody was. And that's yeah. what I loved about it. Yeah. I mean, they were all dying, and they, yet they still were playing 100. KD's last shot. <laughs> uh, I feel so. Like I mean, two feet shy. <laughs> the worst part is the worst absolute part for KD is they he lost that game by an inch. Oh, that much. Mm-hmm. Because if he was back an inch, he made that three, they win. Yep. Well, if he ain't wearing those dang 20-foot shoes. <laughs> 20 inch Shake shoes. your foot, Katie. That's yeah. all you had to do. Cut off those big toes. Come on. Do it for the team. Lack of commitment. Um. So, yeah, and it was just super fun to watch that series. Those, those, those two teams actually matched up relatively decently. Uh, and Ket, Chris Middleton started to play better there at the end. He stunk at the beginning. Giannis was Giannis. I mean, um, if they had, if the Nets had one of their other three healthy, there's no chance the the Bucks win that series. 
What if? What if? That I'm is the silver lining to I me. I, yeah. Uh, is James Harden got knocked out of the playoffs, which is good. I, I as well as Kevin Durant played, I was kind of wanting to see him in the next round because he was playing so dang well. He was playing was, MVP level. But I was glad uh, James Harden got knocked out because you hate uh, him. He, he had a built-in excuse. And right after the game, he let everyone know that they he made made sure everyone knew. Oh, I had a grade two hamstring. That's why. That's why I sucked. But you know he. He had a built-in excuse, so I don't know. I, I, if you're gonna go out, if you're going to be on the court, the first thing out of your mouth shouldn't be an excuse why you. Why you I agree. Play. I agree. I mean that that's not a winner mentality, which I think is why Harden's never been in the finals. Thank you, because he's not a winner. Um, to go back to the Hawks, uh, 76er series. Hmm. Um, when we lost Game Six, I actually was honestly thought we were going to lose. Going back to Philadelphia. I know you said that like ten times in all the different group chats. I'm with they, they had they had a uh, momentum, they had everything, and then the game started and Trey Young was playing like boom hmm. tea. Um, <laughs> uh, am alive was, that second half though. He yeah. was three for twenty. I could go three for twenty. Eh. <laughs> maybe two for 20 if they're <laughs> all free throws <laughs> um uh but i think the turning point of that game was when trey young made that super long three-pointer mm. uh, that's when i felt like the momentum just came back to us and then we never let it back up um so he still was the biggest um factor and the kevin Herter obviously was the biggest but i say red velvet man that man came alive so, some, now he had Seth Curry on him, but he he was he was making shots. They were contested shots. I went back and watched his shots, and every time he just flicks his wrist, just like this. That's all he does. He love jumps it. up, flicks his wrist. It's love it's it. beautiful, and I love it. I try to teach my team how to do this, but they don't listen. They want to shoot all stupid like, but it's very simple. <laughs> Anywho, we needed it, we got it, and now we got to face the Bucks, and it is a matchup nightmare for the Hawks. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know who Trey Young's going to play defense on. He's going to have to play Drew Holiday, and Drew Holiday's going to have a field day, uh, unless they put him on PJ Tucker. <laughs> which PJ Tucker? I would do it. Honestly, I would do it. Just play zone. PJ uh, Tucker cannot. He cannot post up. He cannot uh, do it. All he does is sit in the corner, and Trey Young can just sit in that corner and rest. I mean, Wait, I like well, that matchup. Well, who's the who? Who do they? So the Bucks they start Drew Holiday point. Yeah. Who they start at two at the two? Is it Melton? Uh, uh, it's. Uh, yeah, the, it's Middleton, then Tucker, then Giannis, then and then Brooke Lopez. And they bring uh, what's we called off the bench, Connaughton off the bench. Yeah. yeah. So when Connaughton comes in, there you go. But uh, you got, I think you got to put him on PJ Tucker because he ain't guarding Middleton or Holiday. That's for I, sure. I think the key to this series is, is it's going to be Bogdanovich's knee because he averages thirty points against them, and uh, they don't really have anything to stop him because they got a good count for Trey Young. And um, all the other people on the team, you know, you got John Collins, Clint Capella. Um, so I, think that, we'll I think that's what that's what was huge in that game seven. Because really, when you're watching it, Kevin Herter was the only one who could dribble when Trey Young was out of the game. He was the mm-hmm. only one who could, could, who could create because Bogdanovich wasn't in the game. So if you get him back healthy somewhat, you know, no one's really 100% at this point. But if you can get him back creating off the dribble, it gives you all another option, which Kevin Herter's not going to do that. Uh, he's not going to do that every game. He might do Watch it again, but he's not going to do it every game. I'm sorry, he's not going to do it all. I'm just all, all, game, all the games, but uh, now he he could he could very he will he will have an impact in every single game. But he's just he's a good defender he's, too. Is what I like about he's very quick yeah, hands. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know who I was surprisingly uh, 
I was surprisingly surprised by <laughs> by uh, how well John Collins hung with uh, uh, who was it? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Collins was more lumbering, and man, he was pretty agile staying with Tobias Harris. And uh, I, th- I have a feeling he's going to be on Giannis too. So we'll yeah. see what happens with that. I would agree. I would agree. I don't know. Uh, Capella's happy that he doesn't get have to get bullied by Embiid anymore. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Embiid is a monster, man. He's so, so glad he had a bum knee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every time he made a shot, he sprinted back. And every time he missed a shot, he <laughs> hobbled back. So, Although in game seven, he didn't complain, I don't think, one time, which I this, thought that was kind of cool. I mean, that true. he finally got fined $35,000. But now the, the big thing of game seven, everyone who watched it knew it. Ben Simmons went, made, took four shots and had four points in the Wide game. Wide open dunk, and he passed it. That And, like, it, the sad thing is, like – after the game, the post game, they asked Doc Rivers. They're like, "Can, can Ben Simmons be? A, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> a championship? Can he win a championship as a point guard?" And Doc was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I was like, I, 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 no I confidence. Know. How does a coach say that? I mean, that's just like two hours earlier, he was ready to ride or die with him, and now he's like, "I, I, I don't know. I don't Let know. Let me if tell he you, be a point guard." I used to be a fan of Doc Rivers, but I don't think he's a very good in-game coach. Um, I mean, he obviously won with the Boston, but. I could have won coaching Boston. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they had so many like they had so many with LeBron. Yeah. They had so many alphas on that team. I mean, even the bench players, they were they were like dogs. So I mean, yeah, Boston was stacked, but so, oh. I don't know. I noticed that this series, and that's what yeah. his biggest criticism has been this week. That that head case, Ben Simmons, man. He's a he needs a change of scenery, scenery for sure. Yeah. And uh, and then Joel Embiid came out and was like, he didn't directly say it, but he was like uh they asked him what the turning point in the game was. And he's like, well, we passed up a dunk for uh, getting contested by two players and getting fouled and only got one free throw. So that was a, tur- that was a turning point. It's like, yikes. that was, ex- that was the play oh, where Ben Simmons passed up a wide open dunk. So yikes. It was, uh, it was clearly, clear that just points was- to a bad locker room to me. Like you don't have, you don't have a good team cohesion. I don't well, know, man. I'd be ticked off too. Well, Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith did say, uh, you know, he's, I thought he brought up a good point is a coach cannot give you confidence, but a coach can take it away. Oh yeah. Uh, 100%. So uh, I think Ben Simmons confidence. I mean, everyone knew Ben Simmons confidence was completely shot. So I don't see how he can go back in that locker room uh, and play with them. So uh, there's a good chance for some teams to buy low on a guy. I would love for Atlanta to get him. Honestly, put him. I would like for the Rockets to get him. There's going to be a lot of movement (laughs) this year. I'm telling you right now. So Oh, uh, Luca is probably going to move, right? No, Luca's not going anywhere ever. I don't know if Cuban's going to let him move. Porzingis well, is going to move. He's unhappy at least. And... Well, Cuban just got rid of the two guys that were making him unhappy. So yeah, maybe that's uh, what it is. And... The GM and the head coach. So I'm sure Luca will have a say in picking. Probably. I, I hope, hope so. All right, real quick, West predictions: Who wins? <clears throat> Suns, Suns and Bucks. Bucks. All right, I would go. I will go devil's advocate and do Clippers and Hawks. Ugh. I don't think the Clippers are going to beat the sets, but I I'm, can't count Why them would out. you say that then? <laughs> I'm fine with you picking the Hawks because I know the finish. Hawks win. Can I James, finish? You do that Can all the time with your predictions. You say, I don't think this is going to happen, but it's what I'm going to predict anyways. You do that every week. <laughs> Can I finish? Yeah. Hey, I said the Clippers in the last series. Who won? The Clippers. Anywho. I picked the Clippers too. UK. Not, not without Kawhi Leonard. I yeah, did either. That's uh, how I feel. No Kawhi, no Kawhi. They've been 0-2 in every series, and they've won all series. So that's okay. what I'm banking on. You said you wanted to finish. Are you going to say something? Or I, I literally just did. 
That had no value. Really? Because I think it had a lot of value. <laughs> All right. That Moving is the I. NBA playoffs. Something else in the NBA is happening tonight, the NBA lottery. So that is already con- that is already concluded. The top 14 picks are actually the top 30 picks are in. The draft is set. And there was some a little bit of a, some, some surprises there at the top. Uh, James, do you have the lottery on you there? Uh, I did, but it, my computer just refreshed. Uh, can you explain the lottery a little bit so people that don't know can understand it? Yes. Yeah, so the top, the, the worst four teams in the league all have a 14.3% percentage percent chance on getting the number one pick. The reason they do this is to, they don't want teams tanking. Uh, in the NFL, you have teams tanking. The, like the, <laughs> the stinking uh, Jets last year, they literally did the cover zero. Against the yeah, league. and they and they screwed up tanking by not winning one by, game. By winning, so yeah, <laughs> so stupid. The Jets so, are the most poorly run organization of all time. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to tank one game, and then the next game they're like, "Eh, let's win this one." <laughs> and then they don't get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they the could have had no. I know they could have had Trevor Lawrence so easily. Oh, what a stupid so, yeah, this organization! Is, so this lottery is supposed to deter teams from uh, from tanking, although teams still do it because they still want that pick. So. Uh, the the um I th- and I, as it as it gets lower, teams have a smaller percentage chance. So I think the fifth team has like a eleven percent chance, and then nine, and seven, and so on farther down. So James, do you have the lottery results? Someday I want to see now? like the NBA champion with who has like a point zero 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 one percent chance. Just get it. It would <laughs> be, be like it would be Cleveland if it was anyone. I'm pretty sure the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers got it when they were when they were like third or fourth from the bottom. They had like a 2.3 percent chance. And they oh, that's getting awesome. This one year. That's awesome. So, yeah. And then they drafted. Do you, you want me to? You want me they to drafted that chump. <laughs> Who was the guy they drafted? Anthony Bennett. Yes, the worst pick of all time. Yeah. Uh, it was just an all around just not good draft. Yeah. I mean, Giannis was in that draft, so. Besides him, that was a so was freak. Rudy, a Go- freak. Rudy Gobert was also in that draft. Yeah, how's that working out for them this year? Uh, pretty dang good. Three-time <laughs> defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah, he didn't show up. Is he the, the one that, that brought COVID to the NBA? Yes. Oh, my uh, kind gosh. Of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, yes, he was the one who was like, oh, I hope we don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day, he <laughs> like, literally got caught it. Man, yeah, they were bad, so bad. bad yeah. Touching all the microphones. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> That was awesome. So the Pistons got the won the lottery. All right, I got it one right pick. in front of me. Me too. All right, hit it. Uh, one first pick in the NBA draft will be the Detroit Pistons. Hmm. Two Houston Rockets. Three Cavaliers. Four Raptors. Five Magic. Six Thunder. What's it have? Eighteen picks in this draft. The Warriors. Uh, Magic. Kings. Pelicans. Hornets. Spurs. Pacers. Warriors. Warriors got two of the top fourteen. And the, the Magic have two of the top eight. Wow. So, uh, although the Magic were projected to have the third pick, and they ended up having the, the fifth pick. So, they have five and eight. Um, the, big, the big losers in this draft, though, are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Y'all noticed y'all did not hear James say the Timberwolves in the, that because they, they had a trade with the Warriors that was top six protected. <laughs> they got seven. And Oh no! They got the seventh pick, so the so Warriors got, got that pick. So you're saying that the trade would not have gone through if the Warriors had the sixth or better pick? If the Timberwolves, if the, if the Timberwolves would have got the sixth, I mean. so then better. they would have then they would have kept their pick. Yes. So what would the Warriors have gotten in compensation if that happened? They would have it would have rolled over to the next year. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So 
the Timberwolves were projected to have the fourth pick in the draft, and their pick fell to seven, and they lost it. So uh, it's a major bummer for them. That's awesome. So, yeah. And that was, the, that was the Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell trade. which uh, So they got Wiggins and a pick. Yes. And Wiggins has actually been better than Russell because Russell's been hurt. So um, that's big for the Warriors. I mean, they're getting Clay back next season. They're going to have – Hopefully. They're having to have Wiseman back. Still Steph is still Steph. Then adding two lottery picks. That's not to mention fun. Jordan Poole. <laughs> hey, I mean, man. So, anyways, he puts in some minutes. Oh, no, he was. No, he, he's, uh, <laughs> he's all right. Oh, he's he's good. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's the Warriors are the big winners, and uh, you know, as James said, the Thunder have like seventeen picks in this draft. I think it's six out of the top thirty-six picks they have. So. The Thunder are gonna tool retool all, all all in this draft and the next draft and the next draft after that. So, um, so yeah, that's the lottery. Um, James, who do you who do you like? I mean, obviously the Warriors. Um, Magic. I mean, they don't really have a whole lot going for them. I mean, they weren't horrible, but they're definitely not very good. I think two picks in the top eight will give them a turnaround in the next probably like three or four years. I think they'll be fine in the next three or four years. So I think they have a very good chance of that. Do you know how many picks they have after that? Uh, I think they might have one second, maybe. Uh, from then they might have had something from Terrence Ross, and uh, no, they still have Terrence Ross from Evan Fournier, so they might have a second pick, second round pick. And that's from, from Philadelphia, nope, from Boston, Boston. So, um, you know, the getting five and eight, uh, you know, you miss out on the top four guys who are supposed to be like the, the big four of Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, and Kate Cunningham, who's projected to go number one. So um pistons are pistons are looking they looking like they might have a bright future though uh adding kate cunningham to that young young core they have um i'm excited to play with them on 2k so we'll see get one um, other than that that's uh do you have anything else with uh the nba james that's that's about all i got uh one last thing i know we've been taking a long time but kimball walker got traded um to the thunder, the thunder. uh along with the first round pick for um Al Horford and I, who's the other guy? Bruce Moses Brown. Brown. Moses yeah. Brown. Seven foot uh, two, about two hundred forty pound center. He had a few twenty rebound games last season, so I think he could be the starting center for them. Uh, and they honestly. saved twenty million dollars in cap space over the next two seasons, and that's the thing that's why they did it. Big time. Al, uh, Al Horford's a free agent after this year. Kemba still had two seasons left. So good. Yeah. I think it was a pretty good move for both teams. I feel like. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, you have Shea, who still can be the uh, top scoring option for the Thunder, and then Kemba Walker can slide in as number two. So, I, I like I like what the Thunder are doing with all their picks and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. That's all right. Cool. Awesome. Exciting. Thank you, James West, for your valuable input. Um, I'll be. I'm sure I'll be able to add more next week because I'll be watching these or the conference finals pretty closely, and uh, Mitchell remain as silent as the grave, as per usual. Um, you guys ever heard that? You never heard that term before, James? I just no, I made that face because Mitch turned into Dobby again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is a, a house elf, so he's got magic and whatnot. <laughs> nice. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, so we had some NFL stuff planned for today, but just based on the nature of our show and it tending to be a little long, we're gonna cut NFL out. However, I do want to next week make next week's show a little uh NFL heavy. 
I know we're gonna be talking about some divisional stuff. I like the stuff you guys talked about last week. That's pretty good. And then also I want you guys, our fans to send us either a picture on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Patreon, whatever of your team, a, a fantasy football team. It can be a dynasty team. It can be a redraft team, whatever. Send us a picture of your team and tell us like your rules and settings, who you have to start, whatnot. And we want to just talk about what we think about your team, what we would do differently, what we would trade for, and maybe just be a little bit of a fun, uh, interactive episode. And then you can give you guys some feedback. Uh, we're by no means experts, except for myself. Um, the rest of these three guys are all participants in a few leagues. Um, but we do take Spanish football pretty seriously. Um, so we'd love to have you guys show us your teams and we'll rank you guys and it should be fun. Probably won't take uh, more than what three or four teams. Probably. I don't know. Who knows if we it's get a bunch. Time. We'll see. Yeah. If we get a bunch, we'll do a bunch and then we'll do our, uh, maybe this is plan on doing two divisions next week for, uh, our predictions. All right. All right. Moving into baseball talk. Um, one thing really cool that it's not in our agenda, but I want to talk about. I do this whenever I go to a new stadium, I always kind of preview it. So yesterday I did go to Wrigley, which was the first time I've been to Wrigley. This is stadium number 12 for me. Um, it's been a while since I've done one of our stadium review episodes. Back when I was traveling around the country, we did a bunch of these. It was it seemed like every week I brought up a new stadium. So I went with my wife, Rachel. It was the first Indians game she went to where her Rachel curse did not make them lose. Um, you get some new Mike and Mike Smitch. Ooh, what's the mega mix? You can talk. It's okay. He's muted. Okay. Apparently Mitch is uh, going to be doing sign language for the show today. Um, but anyways, making a bunch of noise. So I'm just muted. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> so anyways, Wrigley was really cool. Um, I know it's one of the most historic stadiums, but a few things to note that were positive. It was set up in the middle of the city, which I love. I hate stadiums that are off set apart from everything else you don't feel like it's a part of the city like as cool as miller park or whatever it is american family field is it's a cool stadium Miller park yeah but it's so far away from everything and it's just like off on the side of the highway i just don't feel like it's a part of milwaukee you know what i mean so that was always one of my knocks to it and as well as some other stadiums i've been to but i mean holy cow wrigley feels like it is it is just something that's in the middle of a neighborhood it literally is like i felt like everyone that went there it's just, oh, hey, let's walk down to the game, you know? And that's just how it was. People's houses were walking past. It's like walking to, like, a college town. Uh, like, when you, you guys all been to Badgers games before? Mm-hmm. You know how you walk to Camp Randall Stadium? You're just walking through all the uh, the uh, frat houses and stuff? That's what it was like at Wrigley. It was, But it wasn't frat houses, of course. just people's houses. And Wrigleyville was just an awesome experience. Everyone was super cool. Um, all the stuff that's just going on and how much that area was, like, invested into the team it was a really cool just while i was walking up to the stadium it, it was a awesome experience parking really cheap 20 bucks for pr- really uh, close parking big fan of that and they had free parking with shuttles and stuff so that was pretty cool um things i did not love about it um there was not a lot to do as far as like before game things to like check out their shops kind of sucked uh, real small, didn't have any like cool features to it. Like Seattle shop was one of the coolest places I've ever been. Um, but I think it was just because it's such an old stadium that, you know, it's just very traditional, which kind of had a cool appeal to it. You could definitely feel a lot of history. Um, and just the architecture was beautiful. The exterior and interior of the stadium were really cool. Very small stadium as well. I've been to a lot of them. Like Seattle was massive. Miller Park is really big. I mean, there there's only two decks. 
they just go up back pretty far, but it's all right on top of the field. So like there wasn't really a bad seat in the field unless you were sitting behind a pillar because there were a lot of pillars in the middle of the stands. Like we had to move quite a bit to try to see things. Um, but my favorite part of it for sure was just the old feel of everything, like their old scoreboard in the center, um, the organ playing that have any like announcers or half time or mid inning festivities just felt like pure baseball. So that was my favorite part of it. And then the staff, I've never been to a park where the staff was so friendly. Oh my gosh. Hey, welcome to Wrigley. Is this your first time here? And everyone was just super nice. Uh, it was really cool. It was a cool experience. Highly recommend you go to Wrigley. Uh, not a lot that I would say negative about it. Uh, urinals were a little odd. Uh, they were just troughs up against the wall. And uh, there was quite a few people who felt the need to share. Just, all right, moving well, on. <laughs> I, I turned around and there was these three big dudes jammed into one small corner. And he was intentionally trying to mess with like, there was an Indians fan. And this, this Cubs fan just jammed himself in. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? But it was, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, that's my review of Wrigley. I give it, I probably put it at top five park of the ones I've been to maybe top three, definitely the most history out of all the ones I've been to. So it needs some more, it needs some updates. Cause I know like Boston, Boston and New York have both updated their stadiums. And, yeah, But like, I would not want to do what New York did, like tear it down and build another one. Cause I don't feel like that. It just loses so much when you do that. You know what I mean? You lose so much of the history. A lot of, they had a lot of cool, like statues. They had all these old scoreboards that are like in the middle of the stands because there's so many seats where you can't see the big scoreboard, like the jumbotron because you have a roof over you and you're just way back in there. Like that was one thing I did say, I would not want to sit on the first deck way back because you have just all these other seats above you and you can't really see anything. Oh, other thing that really sucked. Their food was awful. Now to be fair, we were up on the second the second deck, which is actually like the fourth deck, they called it, but it's really only like two layers. But we had to go down really far to get to like the main restaurants. They're on the first floor. And up by us, there's like this little tiny concession stand. And we're like, well, if we want to go get food anywhere else, we have to walk all the way down this ramp and all the way up back up the stairs. So we just got the food that was by us. And it was the driest brats and hot dogs I've ever had in my whole life. So that is one knock. I've been to a lot of stadiums like at Houston, Miami, awesome food. Seattle had good food. Um, Cleveland always has good food. Their garlic fries. This it didn't have anything special. They had like Chicago grilled hot dogs. They called it. Um, but there was just some Chicago grilled hot dogs. Yeah. So I will knock. I will knock their food. That was probably one of the worst food experiences I've had at a baseball game. Um, maybe I didn't order the right thing, but my wife and I both had some stuff. They had some good popcorn. That's about it. <laughs> but yeah, Wrigley. I would say uh, top five out of twelve that I've been to so far. Um, behind Atlanta, an official list. Behind Atlanta, Atlanta's experience was just awesome. Uh, there's been few places I've been to where I just had that much fun from before. Have you been to AT and T? Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite stadium. Oh, you've been to the Cowboys Stadium? Yeah, not the Cow. I've been to Cowboy Stadium too, but uh, not top five. <laughs> San Francisco is probably my favorite yeah. so far. I do want to go there before yeah. I die. Yeah, it was in awesome. Ten years. Oh, right. good. What'd you say? Road trip? Yeah, I'm always down. I've got eighteen tonight? to go. We're leaving tonight. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to Minnesota on Friday, so. Probably not. Um, Indians won five. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple things uh, about baseball. Now, I don't know how much time we're going to want to spend on it, but first off, um, one thing that I do like is the implementation of sticky substances started yesterday, and it really started. So I was sitting up there watching the game, and I don't know how much of it you guys saw. And you guys watched games yesterday? 
I watched one today. I saw what they were doing today. Okay, yeah. Literally every pitcher, when they came onto the field, they checked their hat and glove and their hands for any sticky substance, throw like a bullpen. I, I didn't see the starting pitchers. I didn't notice it when they came in. When the bullpen pitchers came in, they checked them as soon as they came on the field. And then when they came off the field, they checked as well. And you should have seen the players. They were frustrated by it. Like, you think I'm cheating? But then I think they started to realize they were doing it to everybody. Because at first, people were like booing, like, for real, you think he's cheating, yada, yada. But then he as sucks. I watched, I think they were doing it for every single pitcher and just checking them. And it was kind of a, I don't know, it looks just silly to me. You know what I mean? Well, I thought it was pretty, I don't know if you, y'all you, you saw it, but Max Scherzer today threw a fit the first time. Oh, did he? I checked him. And then I feel like, because they're playing the Phillies, I feel like Joe Girardi, just out of spite and to make him more pissed off, during the middle of the inning, after the last inning, he tells the umpire, hey, can you go check him? Ooh. In the middle of an inning. Well, pitchers Scherzer get in there. losing it. Oh, yeah. Well, pitchers get in their groove. And someone like Scherzer, too, who's he's such a mental yes. guy. You know, he's such a mental dude, just like the intimidation, the focus. When he's up there, he, he's one of those guys that you don't talk to in the dugout, probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. pitchers, they have their routine of walking up the mound, going to the dugout, and getting into their routine of looking at pitches. And um, like Bauer, he always looks at his previous bats and sees what he can do different and stuff. I I bet they do not like getting stopped. Well, they, I mean, was, their adrenaline's the, pumping too. He was on the mound whenever he set him yeah. out there. Yeah, that would like if I was Girardi. Like, I don't know if I'd be that petty, but it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be tempted, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. like, hmm, wonder how ticked off we can get him. <laughs> But then he comes out and throws a 98 mile power fastball that's unhittable. Sure. <laughs> and they're winning three to one. He struck out eight people and five innings. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I don't think it affects him um, much. <laughs> Not at so, all. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but Savale, though, pitcher for the Indians, was throwing a shutout and he injured his finger. I don't know. I know that Bauer and a lot of other guys are concerned about not having grip on these baseballs. You have to put a lot of extra pressure on the ball to grip it because the balls are so slick. Um, I don't know if that meant that Savali maybe was using something in the past, but he's going to see a hand specialist right now because he injured his middle finger. Max Fried got a blister yeah. uh, from his last start. Yep. Oh, think about that. All you little cheaters. Ah! Pulled, pulled him, it pulled him out of the game. So it was a bummer because he was like, he had a full count, two outs in the fifth, and he had to come out of the game. So y'all should know. be ashamed for cheating. And if everybody's doing it, it's not cheating. What well, isn't your favorite team, the Astros? That's what he's getting at, Mitch. <laughs> what? I know. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. Then, meanwhile, Jacob Degrom. I think it doesn't affect him any. He threw five more innings last night with eight strikeouts, one hit. His ERA right now is at zero point five zero. Ridiculous. He's so I. I saw the score to the Braves game when we were down four to two. I was like, yes, we hit DeGrom. I realized he came out. With the <laughs> guy. <was> like, Dang <laughs> it. <laughs> Literally, the guy is insane. He he can pitch 18 innings and he'll give up one run. 18 innings and give up one run. That's what he's doing right now. That's insane. Well, I saw a headline whenever I uh, pulled up Bleacher Report the other day. It was like, strikes out Acuna on three pitches on 100, 100, and 101. I was like, uh, start yeah. the game? Yeah. Ooh. I watched – I watched it as well, and they were saying a video talking about it. Like, when you throw two straight fastballs and he's late on both of them, you don't give him anything else. You throw another fastball. <laughs> I just want to see Akuna square up one, though. It might go mm, 600 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not as much of a guy with the whole – the pitcher supplies power believer as a lot of people are. 
you're nuts. But well, it, it seems like it's safe to say that he's not using a foreign substance. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but James, the heart, the furthest hit home runs are always during home run derbies. That's because they're corked bats. No, they're not. <laughs> they are. Look it up. Okay, if you say so. I mean, isn't it uh, weight times velocity equals distance? Yeah, but the velocity is not is not velocity um, of the ball, weight of bat. Distance. Important to the podcast, yeah, but the yeah. velocity Preach is going it, the Wesley. other way. Mitch, look, man. All right, moving on. Whatever we want during the show. <laughs> I mean, my hitting coach uh, way back in the day was like, he's like, I, think- I, was, I was swinging a 32 inch bat or 32 ounce bat, and he's like, what are you doing swinging a 32 ounce? You need to swing 34s, 35s. Well, that, yeah, know, like that. The ball goes farther. I was like. Okay. Well, that's true. If the bat's no one else heavier, has a heavy bat like that. Yeah. If the bat's heavier and it's moving at the same speed as one of those smaller bats, absolutely. But the ball coming in this way doesn't mean it's going to go out that way faster necessarily. It's actually for the bat thing proven that it's better to have a lighter bat that you can swing faster because it gives you more time to decide if you want to swing. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to argue with because Barry Bonds swung like a 31 ounce bat and we all saw his home runs. Now yeah. he might've had a little extra oomph. He was uh, a little, little fast. Uh, with, with <laughs> that it wasn't the bat, but that bat was moving. <laughs> There's that is one thing that always just shocks me when you go to watch a live game, like in person, just seeing the bat speed of those pit, the hitters is just nuts. Like, I mean, I spend a lot of time watching baseball swings from high school kids to home talent, whatever. I do a lot of baseball stuff, but the difference that you see when you're looking at pro baseball players, just how fast they swing their bat, it's just insane. I just, I mean, uh, Wilson Contreras yesterday just smashed three baseballs and all three of them, his bat was just moving so quick. It's just, even Josh Naylor, same thing, hit a two run homer and it was a low inside pitch. Just his bat just flies through the strike zone. It just blows my mind how fast they can swing the bat. It's crazy. I'll never understand it. Honestly, never. Um, What about, you guys want to talk about the uh, AL MVP race? I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, I think Cy Young, or Cy Young and MVP is just going to Jacob DeGrom, even with his injuries and limited playing time. But AL, Shohei Otani and Vlad are just going back and forth right now. I think, I I think three weeks ago, it was like, Vlad's got it. There's nothing anyone can do. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, my goodness. Otani hit six dingers in six days and then pitched six innings and gave up like one run or something like that. Yeah, had eight strikeouts. That's yeah. insane. That's, I, I, me and James talked about it last week. I mean, now he said, you know, he picked Vladdy and I picked Shohei because – I mean, if you have 200, if, if he somehow gets 200 strikeouts and hits 30 bombs, I don't know how you don't get it. So I don't it's think he'll him. get that high just because he doesn't pitch enough. Okay. Every well, 100, 175 strikeouts yeah. is still something. Yeah. That's, that's I, I don't gettable. I think that he's probably my favorite to win the MVP this year. I mean, unless like Vladdy breaks a home run record or something, which is not likely. Um, yeah. But I think that show you probably, unless something happens. I mean, he's probably also, if you ask me who's the most likely player to get injured, from this I would say him, yeah. Year, I'd say Shohei Otani. So, yeah. So that could that could hurt him. I think it is cool that Shohei is going to be in the home run derby. I'm excited for yeah. that. I, I don't understand why Vladdy's not. That's how he got. I mean, he was already the number one prospect, but that's how he got like big time because he no. went off in that home run. That derby. was one of the most fun home run derbies I've ever seen. That's one of the most fun baseball events I've ever watched. Yeah. Him and who was he going against? Was it Pete Alonso that year? Yeah. Or was Pete Alonso Adam Frazier the? Pete Alonso won with whatever he faced. That's all I know. Well, Pete Alonso beat Vladdy. That's what it was. Well, it was uh, – oh, I thought it was Pete Alonso's second year. I'm pretty sure that Pete Alonso beat Vladdy. And the year before that, Adam Frazier beat Pete Alonso. Right? Well, regardless, In Cincinnati, uh, Black Guerrero went off Todd that Frazier. home run derby, and uh, it, they put on a show. So. That was awesome. That was Up Ronald awesome. does it again. He has to redeem himself because he was horrible last time. 
Yeah, we'll see who who's in it. I don't know. And it's they... in Colorado. These can balls we, are gonna, can, oh, the balls gonna fly. To the can we not bring that up? Uh, dude, subject. I know it makes me so mad too, James. It should be in Atlanta. I just hate that they take something oh, I that Sorry. had nothing to do with the Braves organization and say, "Screw the Braves organization. We're gonna take something political that they had nothing to do and just remove it." And you know how many? And it was about the African American voting laws or whatever, or not even African American, just making sure that you have laws in place for voting no, it's, just, it's just a picture id that's all it is yeah they're but they're saying that it affects it's racist be, towards minorities is what the people are claiming but then you know how many minorities in atlanta work for the braves it's almost their entire staff it's just like you're hurting so many people and taking away from a community full of i mean atlanta's one of the highest minority communities in the world it's just one of the most stupid logical decisions that you could make to go to colorado which is like <laughs> 95% white. <laughs> so silly. So stupid. I don't know. Whatever. Poor Braves. That should not affect them. But anyways. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry. Sorry to bring that up, James. I was just saying I'm from a home run derby perspective. Uh, I know it's a sensitive topic for you, but from a home run derby perspective, we should see some balls fly to the moon. So that, that'd be kind of cool. With their cork bets. Yes. <laughs> You're muted, Jake. I don't know what you just said. I, I said, why do you think the bats are corked for the home run derby? You I just, it's a joke, actually, because uh, I don't know if you remember when Sammy Sosa got caught with a corked bat. Yeah, I remember. And he said he said the reason why he had it is because that's the bat he was using in the home run derby contest. Ah, interesting. So he was going to cheat for that contest, too, <laughs> which makes, like, tons of money. <laughs> well, the guy's not a great guy. He's, well, he's, he's also not was... the same color he was when he played. No, he was, <laughs> he's a new guy. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> But I mean, if y'all remember his, y'all probably don't remember, but his, his court hearing, they were asking the questions and he's like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like he's playing like a language barrier problem when he speaks perfectly fluent speaks English. perfect English. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't understand. And then Mark McGuire's sitting there going, uh, I don't want to dwell on the past. I don't want to dwell on the past. We're like, we're asking you questions about the past. <laughs> about it could I, be don't worse, to, I don't want to dwell on the past. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so stupid. Murder. He's at his trial, and they're like, "Did you kill your wife? Can we just talk about the present?" <laughs> I'm looking towards the, the future. future. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, you guys ready to do some power rankings? Anything else yeah, to talk about baseball? I'm nope. so ready for power rankings. Can I? Can I do number one? Uh, I'm Not a chance. No, no way. There is we, no chance. Please. Are we starting with ten or with one? I would like to start with one. I would like to start with one. We'll start with. We'll one. like to start with one. We'll we'll uh, let Mitch make the first nomination. There's absolutely no way. There's any discussion on who's number one. I highly disagree. I was. And going Wes, to Wes put, is going to say. I was going to put them number one, Mitch. That's what I'm to, saying. I'm to just redeem saying no... myself. Just Wes, say got, your I've answer, got, Mitch. The Giants. The Giants are number one. <laughs> the best okay. team in baseball. They have scored. A couple days ago, they had more home runs than doubles. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. It hit 15 home runs in like a five day stretch or five game yeah. stretch, whatever. They're mashing the ball. So the foreign substance thing really helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, they uh, just ended like a five game win streak. Um, despite having lost Evan Longoria to injury a couple weeks ago, they've been able to actually continue playing well. Um, Quick and note, a lot of people, that five lot, game win streak. Go ahead. A lot of people want to say that they're not a good team. And if you look at their individual stats together, Nobody stands out. Yeah. Um, they've got so a, weird. They've got a bunch of guys. It feels like Moneyball in real life again. <laughs> um, Wait a second. That was <laughs> real. <laughs> real life. <thing>. Um, <laughs> but 
but uh, nobody on their team is like doing anything amazing, but everybody is performing at the exact right time. And right now they're up 4-0 on the Angels, which isn't really that impressive, but it is the first inning. So their Giants five game win one. streak was against the Phillies and Diamondbacks, which are two of the worst teams, but still okay. Phillies and Phillies are not, they were actually a hot team probably when well, they played them. Your whole division I, sucks, James. I always you can only I, beat the teams you play. All right, all right. I, I always crap on the Giants. So I just want to say, I was going to put them number one. So next week, whenever they fall down the cliff, I could say, see, I told you all. <laughs> okay. no, I'm kidding. But I'm a couple kidding. weeks ago. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the Giants are deservingly number one. They're playing and I, I, think, I think for this week, definitely, no doubt. I've got them at number one as well. I really toyed with the Astros because of how well they're playing right now. Nine and one in the last 10. Uh, only two games behind the Giants. Okay, so. but did you see who they played? The yeah, Rangers played, and the they, Twins. They played the White Sox, actually. <laughs> the White Sox. I know. They, they beat the White Sox three times, but they also beat the Rangers and Four the Twins. Times, actually. And they we, dropped we a game to the Twins, too. So if we're going to talk about strength of schedule, we can't forget that. Yeah. So I'm we saying. swept the White Sox. That's why we, yes, Mitch, yeah. we all Great agree job. it's the Giants, Mitch. No, no. We, we, we agree now. But this whole time, every time it's come up and the Giants have been doing well for the whole season, everybody's like, oh, they play garbage teams. Oh, they're not that good. Nobody's that good on that team. And then it's like, that's they're number the one, and everybody's still trying to take away from it. It's like, no, they're the best team in baseball. That's the thing. They That's are I'm trying great to point out without having a bunch of great players. And really, it's, it's any really, good players. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, Brandon Crawford's really solid. Buster Posey. And, Mike uh, Zimski is pretty Mike, good. Yeah. Who? I mean, Bus, Brandon, Crawford is, <laughs> Brandon Crawford is hitting 250. So, but he's got like uh, 16 homers. Mike my favorite thing about the history of the swing bump podcast has been James trying to pronounce people's names for three years. It's Yasemski. All right. Okay. So we so, all agree. Giants won. Yep. All right. Astros two. Yes. yes. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, lead the league and run differential. Yep. Lead, lead league and run scored. And that's without Not, having Bregman and uh, Kyle, Kyle Tucker, Tucker. Both injured. So it's impressive. Yeah. Astros two. All right. Cool. Easy. I like it. I like it. Uh, three. Can I, can I nominate three? I think I know who Wes will say. I have the White Sox three. I think they're a great team. They're playing well all around, really well balanced. 43 and 29. Um, every Everything on their team is doing well. Defense, offense, pitching. They're doing well in all three categories. So I have one team that I could hear above them, but I think that they've got to be the three or four. I have the White Sox at five. I have them at six. I have them at five. Okay, who do you guys have? I have the Dodgers I, at three. I have the Dodgers. I, knew, I, the Dodgers. I knew Wes I the, would have Dodgers. I've got the Dodgers at three. Second best run differential in baseball, 44 and 28. I don't think they're, they're playing well. There's right. not a whole well, lot of I, I had Dodgers at four, so I'll just go with it and say fine. Fine. So, so I have number four? Sure. Go ahead, four. All right. At number four, I have the Oakland A's. Okay. So why A's over White Sox? Give me good okay. reasons. Uh, so when we did the show two weeks ago, I wasn't here. It was just you two. Y'all talked about how the A's had a one uh, plus on plus a one different, run differential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're at a plus 29. And that was just in a week and a half span. Uh, so they're obviously getting their offense together. Their pigeons coming together. And they were already up there. The only three games back behind the Giants. Um, and their last 10, they're 73, although they have lost their last three. Um, but they were on nine in a row before that, I think, right? Eight in a row? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, won like 11 of their last 14. A big deal here is the Astros were a game behind them like two weeks ago, and we've only we're only up a game now. <laughs> we after winning like 12 out of 13 games, and yeah, we're, we're, we only have a one game lead. So, so that's why I got them at four. All those reasons. 
I was going to have the the Rays at four um, and the Athletics five, I think. I, I had A's five, and I had somebody else at four. Well, I don't know. The White Sox, I guess that I, I'm going to be outvoted, but they were they had just taken two out of three from the Rays and had the second best record in baseball before that Astros series. They're in a, so oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The Astros, before the Astros series, they looked like maybe number one or two team. So I don't know if one series should knock them down to six, but you guys. Yeah, need to five play. losses in a row, though. Well, and the, the games with the Astros, they weren't even close. That's yeah. another thing. They, they played really bad, like in those games. So, okay. Well, I mean, I mean power rankings six, are higher six, playing right now. So five six losses. Isn't, six isn't anything to sneeze at either. Yeah. I mean, they're still, and they could be numbered. They were, they were high last week, I thought. All right. So. so we got Astros, Giants, or I'm sorry, Dodgers. Giants, Giants, Astros, Dodgers, A's. You guys all agree with that then? A's at four. So then who do you guys have at five? The Rays? I, well, I had the Rays at four, so yeah, that would put the Rays at five. Okay, but the Rays, White Sox just Rays beat the White Sox. I, I feel like you have to have the White Sox. James? I, I have them about the same, so I, I'm happy with either way. I, yeah, I, I, either I have way. the White Sox above the Rays. Okay. Basically because of that series. Um, and the Rays are – they've lost six in a row, I mean. So, like, both those teams are playing terrible, and they were both, like, about to be the number one team in baseball seven days ago, and they've yeah. lost every game since. And I mean, I will say that the Rays, the Rays have been near the top, either one through three all season long. Now they did just lose Tyler Glass out to a torn UCL, mm-hmm. which is big. Um, which I actually is didn't know that. So I like White Sox definitely with the partially torn UCL. Um, it was but, it was his first start after he stopped using sticky substances. Shocker. So, but but I I think I still think some. They're still dangerous. I mean, both teams are dangerous still, 100%. And the White um, Sox I, have a better record. They beat them in a series. They've lost less games in a row. I feel like they have to play the Sox same play. exact record. No. White Sox 43 and 30. Oh, because White Sox lost yesterday. I'm giving the Rays a little bit of a bump because they just called up Wander Franco. Who has a walk today? I'm giving yeah. the White Sox a bump. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to give the White Sox a – I say White Sox because right. of the glass now noise. So no. White Sox five, Rays six? Yep. Um, seven should be interesting. I have got the Red uh, Sox seven. I got the Red Sox. I got the Red Sox. <laughs> nice. I have the Yank. No, kidding. Red oh my gosh. The okay, Yanks I was playing like straight doo doo. <laughs> I actually wasn't sure if someone was gonna say probably the next team over them. So oh, I mean, yeah. I, I wanted to. Uh, I, I almost did. So Red Sox seven. That puts. Uh, I'm interested to see how the Red Sox and Rays play each other this next week. They have a series this week. Uh, that could shake things up quite a bit. Yeah, pitching has been bad. But the Red Sox shellacked the Braves. What's up with the Braves, James? They didn't shellack us. I mean, it they was like... They put 10 runs on them in two great games straight. Yeah, we put eight runs on them. We scored a lot. It's Our, our bullpen sucks. Our bullpen is horrendous. I think, AJ uh, Minter... Yeah, I saw your favorite pitcher is AJ Minter. AJ Minter has given up three runs in like eight of his last 10 appearances. Why we keep putting them in there? Baffles me. I'll trade you. You could t- one you could James Karen check. You can have anybody for Ronald Acuna. Perfect. You said anybody. You could give me anybody, <laughs> and you can have mentor. You don't even have to give me anybody. Give me fifty dollars. <laughs> How about that washing machine over there? <laughs> <laughs> that Coke machine. <laughs> nice. I'm not trying to get railroaded. Okay, so we got Red Sox seven. Uh, Red Sox yeah. seven. Uh, eight. I have the Padres. I, I have, have the, the Padres. Padres. What? Yeah, I have the DeGrom bump. I like the Mets here. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I wasn't the one that put the Mets in it for the first time. Let's all bash James because he I, puts the Mets in. How do you no have the deal. Mets here? The Mets are leading their division. Now they've played a lot fewer their games. Their division sucks. Before. They're the only team over 500 in but the Jacob division. Jacob Grom is they an automatic win <laughs> every five games, and they don't suck. Lindor is coming together. A lot of their offensive pieces are coming together, and their pitching staff's one of the best in baseball. They keep winning, too. It is the best in baseball. They're the best year in baseball. Boom. There it is. Okay. If they win one out of five every five games, they win 32 games. But they're winning That's more it. than just All right. round plays. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I, I'm okay with putting here, but here, here's the downside. There's no DeGrom, way. DeGrom's hurt. Syndergaard's hurt. Marcus Stroman got hurt tonight. Galesman's hurt, who's their best uh, relief pitcher. DeGrom's not hurt. DeGrom is in and out is what I'm saying. Oh, he yeah. left his most recent start with shoulder soreness. Yeah, but they said he's starting his next game. But Marcus Stroman had hit problems today, and he only pitched one inning. So that would be my only concern with putting them ahead of – I have the Indians next, so I don't know why you're even complaining. I don't have the Indians in the top ten. Well, I mean, to, to me, to me, the, the Padres have been up and down all season. They'll go on a winning streak of eleven games, and yeah, right they're now, weird. They're, they've been a weird. They're, they're kind of going down the hill right now, but yeah. they're still dangerous to me. Uh, the pitching staff is still really good. Uh, you know, the hitting is, you know, they're in a valley right now, but I think they will climb out of it. They're still dangerous to me. That's what I, I, I would say. Just because the Mets, I mean, they're, they're pitching can be lights out, but if their their bats aren't moving. It's not. They have a 19 run, run differential. I think it's hard to say the Mets are better than the Padres. I suppose I'm fine. With the, I have the Padres next. So if you guys want to do Padres or Mets, we can do that. Oh, three three of us said Padres at eight. So oh. so let's do Padres eight. Right. Then can we go back? Sure. I'm going to put the Rays ahead of the White Sox because Wander Franco just hit a home run. Did he? Uh, three run home run. <laughs> so, I will. I, oh, therefore they're be better. The Rays I just ahead kidding. Of the White Sox. <laughs> Gonna say what? I just wanted to bring that up that he hit his home run in his first game. That's nuts. Okay. Yeah, that's all. It happens more often. I, it does. Jason Hayward's very first game, which Jason Hayward's not really, you know, offensively. Yesterday, uh, he uh, his first at bat at, at 18 years old, he hit a home run. That's impressive. Or 19. I believe he was 18, but okay. He was 18 or 19. He went straight from high school to pros. Wander Franco's what 20? Let me check that. 20. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, yep, there it is. Why is mine That's what I had it before. I told y'all. <laughs> okay, so we got Padres at eight. You guys want to put the Mets at nine or later? I'm good with them at nine. Okay. Then who you guys got at 10? So, James, I guess you have the Indians at 10? I do. I got the Indians at 10. Interesting. Wes, what do you have? Hmm. I would say Cubs, but they just went two and five, and they're looking – they're not playing lost real four well nothing. right now. And they're losing so, right now. Um, I mean, there's, there's a pretty big drop-off from nine to ten. So I've got the Brewers at ten. I think they're better I would, than the I Cubs. would pick the Brewers, but their two best guys just got shellacked. Yeah, um, but that's one – that's just a game. I don't know. I think the Brewers are better than the Cubs. I, I, would, I would agree that in the long run, the Brewers are probably better than the Cubs. Uh, I don't know what's up with Christian Yelich. Apparently, he forgot how to hit a home run. What the heck, man? Uh, he's only got three home runs this year, and he's—I mean, his on-base percentage is decent. It's like four fifteen, but mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. But his batting average is like two fifty. So. I think with the the Cubs about to go two for their last eight, I can't have the Cubs here, so I have the Brewers. But I'd be fine with the Brewers there. So two Brewers. What do you guys have? Indians. Have Indians. Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So seven. They're seven and three in their last ten. They they've been winning, but let me explain. They swept. And they and they don't have Bieber. Yep. They, they swept the um 
pirates or not pirates, uh, Orioles. They took one from one of three from the pirates and then they just beat the Cubs yesterday. Now here's the only reason I don't, and you could look at this too, as the Indians, the Indians right now, literally don't have a starting pitcher. Yeah. I was looking, I was like, who is starting? Please yep. X hurt. Bieber. They're seven and three. Tristan with, McKenzie's in the minors. Our, our bullpen is insane. So Adam Pluko, we DFA'd. Uh, we got rid of him. Tristan McK- So then we were pretty much running with a four man rotation. We'd get a spot start here or there. McKenzie, we sent down to the minors. Savale, Plesak, Bieber, all injured right now. We literally don't have a starting pitcher. So I don't know how we can be a top 10 team. We're on our fourth string catcher. Jordan Luplo's injured. Um, our infield is not hitting at all. The one thing that's been huge, Bobby Bradley has come up big time lately. Um, Bradley Zimmer is maybe the worst hitting center fielder in football. He can, football? He can yeah, it's probably baseball. The problem. He can field really well. Um, Josh Naylor is super streaky. And then in left field, it's just like Harold Ramirez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, uh, 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 Eddie Ahmed, Rosario. Ahmed Rosario's been uh, yeah, he's been hitting really well, a lot of singles. But it's just kind of like a similar situation as the Giants, except they're not as good. But we don't have any – like Rachel was at the game yesterday, and she's like, literally the only name I recognize is Jose Ramirez. Says that be, that's because he's the only player who was on the team last year that's playing right now. Literally, he is the only player. So, I don't know. But the thing is, James Karinchek, Emmanuel Classe, uh, Brian Shaw, and Nick Wickren, literally, if we get to the sixth inning with a lead, those four guys are not giving up runs. So – that's why we're playing so well. It's just those guys are just nuts. And then like um, Cal Quantrill has been really good in late relief and middle relief. Like so be starting soon. Yeah, I think he should be starting in my opinion. He's had a few starts here and there. Where he's gone like four innings, given up like two runs. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it, if I was going to take the Brewers, the Cubs, or the Indians, I'd take one of those two teams before the Indians, even though the Indians are beating up on the Cubs the last two games. So oh, the, the Brewers, Brewers are, are right now. The Brewers yeah. are more intact right now. I will say that. Yeah. Less, uh, less injuries to the starting rotation. So. so. So I say Brewers at ten, my personal. Opinion. I bet we do a ten eight ten B. Okay, I mean I'll, I'm Brewers, fine with having the, the Indians. I'm fine at having the Indians. You know what? Just for the sake of it, because they're playing so well with nobody on the team, Indians it is. Wes, you're outloaded. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just like Wander. Y'all saw what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> watch the watch the Brewers win like ten straight games. <laughs> we okay. have cursed the MLB. So I'm super confused as to what we're doing for trivia today. Uh, Jay it's, said no. he was doing something. Mitch said no, he no, was. no. No, yeah. Mitch wasn't going to originally be here, so I threw out an idea, but Mitch said he's coming. So Okay, I'm ready. Also, right, I would like to say to the listeners, since the last time I was on the episode, I have now subscribed to MLB at VAT because I want to try and follow baseball a lot more. So I don't know if you could tell, but I was very prepared for the power rankings today. You seem like it. You're, you're a little cranky today. I had a cranky panky written down. <laughs> Is it because you played so poorly in golf today? No, I actually I, I saved it on the back. Oh, did you? Yeah, I finished oh, par birdie par. So oh I'll good. I, I said to Rachel, I was like, I'm I'm sad for Mitch. He was really nervous about this golf <laughs> this golf tournament. We don't have to tell anybody that. Moving but, on. I was, anyway, I, I'm glad you anyway, turned around, Mitch. For the listeners, I am I'm getting I'm actually watching four games right now. So John Rom. That's more than I am. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Giants. John Rom. John Rom won the U.S. Open. Um, the first Spaniard to do so. Um, and essentially he's really won two in a row, even though he had to withdraw from the Memorial a couple weeks ago um, with a six stroke lead. So I was very happy that he won the U S open um, just to follow up his weird withdrawal um, with a big one. And he finished very clutch. He was not the last group in, he finished birdie on 17, birdie on 18, uh, 24 foot putt and 18 foot putt. 
with lots of left to right break. So my man finished very, very strong. Good for him. On to trivia. You know, you know how Mitch feels whenever we're like talking like deep basketball stuff? That's how I felt just now. I'm very privileged to know golf, so I am happy. He's like 17, 17 to 18 foot putt going left or right, downhill. You don't golf at all, Wes? I got some clubs. <laughs> nice. Not. Yeah, you and, you and a lot of people. All right. We are doing, um, we're doing some baseball trivia today. Ooh. Um, it's extremely obscure. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but I was reading some articles um, uh, talking about Jacob deGrom. So I was like, I'll do some pitching uh, trivia. And then I was reading some articles about the Yankees and their triple play, uh, their third one of the season. So I was like, I'll do some That's triple play trivia. That's actually crazy. I like that. I'll, I'll do some triple play trivia as well. Three triple so, plays. So you're sure this was not Rachel's idea, like last time you did trivia? No, last time was my time, my idea. Oh, oh okay. Last Whatever time. you say. Um, so <laughs> I've got two questions about pitching and – um, three questions about triple plays and the tiebreaker is about triple plays as well. So it's mostly uh, triple plays. See what you did there. Three questions about triple plays. Smart. Yeah. Um, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What pitcher? Cause I was thinking about like being a really good pitcher and a mark of a good pitcher would maybe be a three pitch inning. Okay. Um, does not happen a lot. So who has the most three pitch innings? Um, I believe this is since 1901. <laughs> that's very helpful. <laughs> well, no, probably all of them. Cause that's when they start keeping stats. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, um <clears throat> I'll just wait for multiple choice. I yeah. will wait. As I well. have no clue. <laughs> I have an idea of his name. Pops My up. only guess is one person. And I hope you don't say his name. I think we're all probably thinking. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Randy Johnson. Addison Bumgarner. Carlos Silva and Walter Johnson. Okay. Wasn't my guy. Same. I was thinking. Maddox. Yes. We're all thinking Greg Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said Greg Maddox. Who had all been busted? <laughs> um, can you say right. his name uh, one Jake, more time? Jake, Jake West, James is how it's going to go. Madison Bumgarner, Randy Johnson, Walter Johnson, and Carlos Silva. All right. You said I'm first? Yep. I'm going to go with the one name I don't know Carlos Silva. Okay. Wes? Seems kind of odd that Carlos Silva's in there, but I'll go different. I'll go Mad Bum. Okay. I'll go Walter Johnson. It is Walter Johnson nice. with four three pitch innings. I don't actually think any other pitcher has three. There's a couple guys with two and a bunch of people with one. Where did you get Find Carlos this? Silva from? Just out of curiosity. Uh, he was just on the list and I picked a random <laughs> name. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he, has, he has two. So I was like, I'll pick someone that's okay. close. Yeah, I always pick like the top when I do the I mean, top four. You could be a bad pitcher and just like randomly hit a couple of three pitch innings. Oh, it's yeah. not like you're throwing. It just means you threw strikes and they were that's bad hitting is what that it is. is. But continue. If the third guy comes up and there's been two outs and two pitches, you should not swing until you have two strikes. <laughs> exactly. Unless it's right down the middle and you hit a dinger. What? That's we... the problem, Wes. <laughs> you have to guess on this one. It's only worth a point. Okay. Because it's either or. What league has the most three pitch innings? My turn. National League. Who did Walter Johnson pitch for? Tigers. Great question. Tigers, are they? Tigers. That their old team. Uh, James, you're up. Uh, I have American League. I'll say American League. It is National League. Pitchers. All right, that's it for the pitching trivia. It wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, let's get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Triple play trivia is a little better. 
Um, maybe. <laughs> Who was the first team to hit into two triple plays in the same game? Sheesh. That this happened suck. within the last 40 years. Yeah, I feel like they actually that. won the game. Team? Oh my gosh. The team. They hit into two triple plays and they won the game. I want to guess so bad. I want to guess too. Am I first? I'm not. Uh, yes, it is James. I'll guess West. and I'll say the Houston Astros. How dare you? <laughs> um, I'll wait for multiple choice. Wes? I'm waiting for multiple choice. All right. The options are the Red Sox, the Indians, the Mariners, or the Houston Astros. Why do you do that to me? The two teams I was thinking was Indians or Mariners. Uh, why? I could see James like, oh. I'm sure you added the middle eight because when it's always the last one, I feel like people just add it in there. I I said either Indians or Mariners come up and picking down of those two. Uh, I'm gonna say the Indians. Mariners. It is the Red Sox. Ah, (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Um yeah, it was in 1990, I believe. I want to say against the Padres, but I might be wrong. Well, but they won the game. I don't think the Red um, Sox played the Panthers back then. Which player has hit into the most triple plays? Who was on the Red Sox in 19? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be super slow. I bet it's got to be, be super slow. slow. That's why I thought Astros. I was thinking about, you know, Berkman was slow. Bagwell wasn't very fast. But I guess was in 2000. Well, I guess I, I didn't know I, what year it was. I only so. hit into like two because triple plays are so rare. I know, I know, I know. This person actually hit into four. Four? In his career. Ouch. I'll wait Bless again. This guy. I'm going to wait as well. I will wait. <laughs> Out of the thousands of players that play baseball, I doubt I can guess the right one. Greg Sizzler. Oh, no, no. George. <laughs> George Sizzler. Oh Joe gosh. Start. Decan McGuire. Or Brooks Robinson. Who's first? Joe Start. No. George Sizzler. Decan McGuire or Brooks Robinson? I believe we're Is actually it Decan back. or Deacon. It might be Deacon. It's probably Deacon. Okay. <laughs> now that I, th- I can't really read my handwriting that well, I'm gonna go with Joe Start. I will go Brooks. Whatever. Brooks Robinson was a fast dude. I guarantee it wasn't him. He's also a Hall of Famer, James. I can't believe you don't know. Hey, the name Brooks. Was, I like uh, the name Brooks. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick, Jake? Joe Start. I'm gonna go with the Deacon guy. Deacon McGuire. Deacon Is- McGuire. Brooks Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, baby. I didn't think I a Hall of Famer hit the Mad Triple I was place. trying to keep it together. Apparently, I was wrong. That guy was so fast. I can guarantee you it's not him. Come on, James. This is the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, idiots. I know about baseball. Okay. What do you say, James? <laughs> he did play for like 25 years, but oh well. All right. Now, we know that the Yankees just had their third triple play of this season. There are several teams that have three triple plays in a single season. It is the MLB record. Which of the following are not one of those teams? So I'm going to give you four teams. One of them has not had three triple plays in the same season. We ready? Yeah. As did they turn the triple play? Yes. Yeah, they turned it. Okay. White Sox, A's, Cubs, Braves. So this is a which one is not. So three of these teams have turned three triple plays in a single season. One of them has not. Again, it's White Sox, A's, Cubs, and Braves. I'm pretty confident with this one. Um, it is West. I'm going to go Cubs. 
James. Jake. Braves. <laughs> and James. Uh, I'll go White Sox. It was the Braves. Yeah, I was pretty sure that the White Sox. Because I, I heard the stat the other day. Um, <clears throat> all right, so that concludes our regular innings. Bonus question. <laughs> also known as extra innings. What's what the score? One? one to two to two? Uh, James has two, Wes has one, and Jake has one. I've been keeping track. Nice. Attaboy. Mitch is on Attaboy. top of things. Because we brings, are never. <laughs> he brings order to the podcast and, and anger. All right. <laughs> so there's obviously multiple different ways you can turn a triple play. Okay. <clears throat> it's a two-part bonus question. What is the most frequent way to turn a triple play for one point? And a second point, if you can tell me how often that happens of percentage? Like out of yeah what percentage of triple plays are turned this so way? it's and you're gonna have to guess percentage to the nearest hundredth so are you looking for the numbers or are you looking yeah, for like third looking base for to second you... baseman to first baseman yeah like that that's, that's what I'm the most for. common i guarantee it that's five, my four, answer three. yeah five four three okay so that is third baseman to second baseman to first baseman yeah yes that is incorrect what i'm just kidding that is the most common <laughs> And whoever's closest gets the point. Whoever is closest will actually get two points. Ah, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> Who's what's the order? Does it, James gets go last? I imagine because he has the lead. Sure. I, mean, I just I just went. First. We'll go Jake James West. What did you say, West? Jake West James. No, Jake James West. Oh, oh I see. I see. I see. Jake James West. <sighs> okay, I will the, say the nearest hundredth. I will say that. And this is off of, I think, Yeah, 100th. We're not going to be that. 100th is only the second decimal, Mitchell. Yes. Okay. I don't think you realize how far off we're going to be. Just do it to the 100s. I'm going to say. Would you guys like a hint? No. No. no You're not way off? No. 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 I'm going to say. James, do you want a hint? (laughs) I'll take it to you. (laughs) I'm going to say 78% of triple plays end that way. All right. Forget the hundredths thing. That's what I told you. I was like, you're out of your mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 78%. I think, so think 78% of all triple plays. I mean, you got unassisted triple five, plays. Four, you got like jacked up triple plays. Uh, like this is, I believe this is not including unassisted. But that's 78% is hundredths. It's 0. 0.78. Tens, hundredths. No, he's saying like, 78.25. That's what he's saying. Oh, I thought you were thinking 0. 0.78. I get you're saying. Okay. It's not batting average. What are you talking about? It's not a baseball podcast. Okay. So you got 78%. Okay. I will go 90%. 91%. I think I got it. I think it's super low. Jake got it. It's probably like 42%. It's 13.48%. Really? Ah, Holy what? cow. That's the I most. Did. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, look I it up there's, again. So, there's so many combinations. I just the I second guess. most is actually six five three two one four six seven eight <laughs> nine. What? <laughs> probably, probably are a lot like that because there's a lot of pickles. Like the third guy gets out because of a a throw, and then they get caught in a rundown. I don't believe that. All those ones where there's pop flies, and then a guy gets caught. Like think about it. Runner in first and third. Guy tags up. He throws home. That's two outs. Gets the guy at home, then throws the second, gets the third guy. You know what I mean? Nine, one, nine, two, six. Wait a minute. 
or nine six two four. I'm. We can talk. Talking is better than silence. I wish you would ask who had the most recent unassisted because I think it. I know who it is. It's Carlos Santana. When did he do it? About five or six years ago. Okay. I know Refio for call did it, and I felt I mean his last year with the Braves, so I mean it was a while ago, but it doesn't happen uh, very often. So. The Tigers, Jason, the Tigers had one too. I was gonna say Jason Bartley with the Phillies, which was like in 2013. I know the Tigers, the Tigers had one uh, against the Indians, actually. You gotta hate when you do a double still. Oh, Victor, yeah, Victor Martinez. I think to the shortstop. I think Victor Martinez might be the most recent unassisted triple play. Google it. I mean, we gotta wait for Mitch. Yeah. This is such good radio quality. Fine. Oh, okay, I was getting the information from Baseball Almanac, uh-huh. but the it says top 10 triple play scoring frequency, 543, 13.48%. But it also but, could be 563 as well and be the same thing. No, 543 is different than 563. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we said third, second, first is what we said. Yes, but third base. you do it to six. Is this, all short, right, never mind, never stop. mind. Yeah. It says 100. It says it says 98 out of the 727 triple plays that have been recorded. Wow. Well, I I and you were worried about the hundredth percentage. <laughs> Here's a question: What's more common, a perfect game or an unassisted triple play? Unassisted triple play. Yep, there's only been 15. And I witnessed one of them myself. 727 I... of them total. Only 15 unassisted. So what what's the, what is the score? I won. Uh, Jake won five to two. Jake with five, James with three, Wes with two. Oh, that's a sad, sad. It should be, it should be four, three. Thank you. Yeah. I only have four, but that's two out of the last three. I feel like I'm getting stronger. Final four. You know that when I put the Astros in that list, wherever it is (laughs) right here. I had the Braves there because I was going to pick teams that you guys liked to throw in the list. And then I was like, eh, I'll do the Astros because I threw the Braves in down here because they were the right answer. Nice. Because they were the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have to put the Braves in for a team that doesn't have three triple plays because uh, I was like, screw the Astros. Wes wants to put them number one in the power rankings is what I thought. No, was I did not. Is what I thought was going to happen, which is why I said Astros. So, All right. So- that concludes our trivia. Jake. What? We'll see you next week for trivia. <clears throat> yes, we will. This, this says ever. that this says that um the most recent MLB unassisted triple play on Wikipedia says Eric Bruntlett in 2009. That's what I was thinking of. Not Jason Bartlett. Yeah. Eric Bruntlett. He had a game against was, the Mets. Bottom of the Phillies. ninth inning. Phillies, right? Yeah. I was reading there was a, there was some other cool stuff that was like not really lending itself to multiple choice, but there's been several teams that have hit into a triple play but actually scored. That could happen because the third out wasn't a force out. Yeah. If you had bases loaded and one guy scored and you got the guy out who hit the ball and then the other two guys, that makes sense. So the Jason Brownlett one line drive to the second baseman. He steps on second. That's two outs. And then the guy who was on first was running and ran into the tag. So in my defense, Raphael Fulcar was the fourth most recent one. Does Victor Martinez have one? No. As Drupal Cabrera is second. Troy Tulowitzki's third, and Raphael for call is fourth. All middle infielders. I bet they were all line drives. Yeah, Raphael for calls was a double steal. So Victor Martinez had one where there was runners in second and third, and there was a bunt that was popped up, and he ran down and tagged the guy at third. I guess he must have thrown the ball to second then for the third out. So not an assistant. 
So yeah, I actually, I thought, I thought he tagged him, but I guess he must have thrown it. Five. So two, four, six, seven. All of them are lined drive, touch second, tagged runner. All of them. Interesting. The last except except, except in nineteen twenty seven. <laughs> Where did you find that baseball almanac? No, I just googled unassisted triple plays. Oh, cool. It popped up. Where they had, he actually tagged all three runners because he shot all of them. So. <laughs> What? Are you high? <laughs> you guys All right. The Dodgers well, Padres game is zero zero. Oh, there was an interesting thing that happened yesterday. Um, Eric Dickerson almost died. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yesterday there was a runner on Javier Baez was on first, and I forget who's up after him. He hit, but he hit a ball to deep left field. <laughs> yeah, he hit a ball to deep left field, and uh, Javi just kept running. He wasn't running very hard either. And then he rounds second guy catches the ball and Javi realized what he had done and just like starts walking to the dugout. He didn't try to turn around and run back to first. He just like started walking back and David Ross is pretty livid about it and starts yelling at him in the dugout and he got benched and Javi was, was not happy. He said that he thought it was third out. Well, yeah, you can think it was the third out, but when you realize it's not, you need to turn around and go back, (laughs) you know, like just try at least make them make a good throw. He didn't even have to throw the ball. What's his name? Just ran to first base from left field. Uh, Eddie Rosario did. So right, not a good look. be going to a new team next year. I think that he's probably the most likely one to be traded. It was Chris Bryant, but not anymore. Now that he's no. killing it. Chris Bryant's looking like a stud. Yeah. All right. Someone well, this is for MVP. Did you? Yes. yes no, yes, nice. Well, yeah, this has been the Swing and Bump podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's good to get be back, guys. I'll try to get this episode up tonight uh, and I'll post it on YouTube as well. And that way Jason can watch it and look at his little pickle. And, uh, <laughs> and, agreed too. and then he's like, Oh, bitch is so cute. <laughs> I was, I was watching, listening to that while I was driving home from Chicago last night. And Rachel and I were just laughing so hard. Rachel didn't understand. She's like, why does he keep calling Mitch a pickle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Jason, thanks for watching the show as always. Um, please be sure to follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are active. And then you can always support the show on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the swinging bunt. And uh, we'll be sure to catch you next week. Don't forget to send us images of any uh, fantasy team you'd like us to preview. And then we'll be talking about that next week. So long.